0: Welcome to the Student of the Game Fire Podcast with your host Danny B. Today's guest is Corey Lale. Corey has 16 years of career fire experience. Corey is a second generation firefighter. He is currently with the Hickory Fire Department and serves as engineer on ladder two. Corey is an instructor with his local fire college where he teaches anything truck world related. Corey believes in discipline and making sure what he is doing is positively affecting the fire department. With that being said, I present Mr. Corey Lale.
1: My name is Corey Lale. I'm an engineer at Hickory Fire Department. Um, I've been in the fire service for 16 years. I got into the fire service... Um, when I was 20 years old, actually, my, uh, I'm a second generation firefighter. And so, um, my dad has been in the fire service as long as I've been alive and he's been a significant influence on me and was a significant influence on me getting started in the fire service. Um, so I, I did, I tried, when I graduated high school, I attempted, uh, the college thing for, for about two years and, uh, wasn't super successful in it. So actually my, my dad and my mom, both uh, very influential figures for me, kind of um, talked to me one day and said, hey, you know, I think you would enjoy the fire department. I think you would enjoy the fire service. I think you would be really good at it. So just on kind of like a trial and error basis, funny or not, I decided to join a fire academy. Um, And my fire academy was in Wilson, North Carolina. Uh, At the time, I was actually living on the coast of North Carolina. And so I traveled about two hours inland and started this fire Academy and uh, had no idea. Truthfully, even with the influence of my, of my dad, I had no idea truthfully, what I was getting into. Um, but funny enough, it took probably about a whole week fire academy, for me to completely be hooked. Uh, right there from the very beginning, I, I think that it resonated with me and I understood, um, okay, I found it. This is what I'm doing. This is what I want to do. Um, so my career took off from there. I went through a six eight month fire academy, uh, Wilson Fire Academy was an incredible program. Um, and so once I got out of there, actually started the beginning of my career at Atlantic Beach Fire Department.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: on the coast of North Carolina, yeah. Um, I was I was a I was a beach fireman for two years, and um, and 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 truthfully, we're not trade that time. That was such a huge uh, building block for for my career. The amount of calls and the, uh, let's see, the uniqueness of calls that you run at the coast, especially during the summertime, was was fun and, and irreplaceable for me. Um, so that's actually where I started my career was was as a beach fireman down on the coast. So... Uh, I did two years there in Atlanta Beach, and then decided that um, that I was going to apply and attempt to get on a Hickory Fire Department, which is about six hours away from where I currently was. Um, but there was there was two things kind of leading me in that direction. One was that was the career department that my dad had started in. Okay. Um, yeah, he when he left Hickory Fire Department, he was a captain. So I had grown up with Hickory Fire Department a, as a as a backdrop for you know for for our for our home and for our life, and so. And so I always had that in me. And then also at the time coming from where I was, I really had a desire to ride on um, on staff companies. Uh, So, you know, there at the coast, it was uh, it was one one station. It was four people. and, And kind of how the call came out was depending on what trucks we split up and where we went to.
0: Okay.
1: And I really had a desire to be a rookie fireman on the back of a truck. Uh, you know, with with a crew, with with a with, a, with an officer, with a dedicated engineer, and uh, and so those were the two things that that led me actually to seek out Hickory and to apply. Um, lucky enough, I got hired at Hickory Fire Department in two thousand and nine, uh, and 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 have been there since. And so, I guess that was about fourteen years ago or so now. But now I'm currently an engineer hickory i drive uh, i'll drive ladder two on the east side of the city
0: <clears throat>
1: and my time in the fire service now is kind of uh uh kind of shared and kind of spent so i spend of course my my full time there is at hickory fire department um my days off um i coordinate and do a lot with our local community college with our fire and rescue program there um i spend a lot of my time while on duty and off duty um Instructing—that's kind of where my <clears throat> where my passion has led me right now. But as we sit right now, that's how I got in the fire service, and, and kind of where I'm at currently.
0: Okay, uh, definitely interesting. Going from—I'm sure that's—I'm sure that's a heck of a transition going from a beach fire department to Hickory Fire Department. Because I mean, I've never been on a beach fire department, but I would imagine most of your calls come in the summertime.
1: That's right. A hundred percent. Yep.
0: And and then during off peak times, it's pretty slow. That's a chance for y'all to like, you know, brush up on your skills, train, things mm-hmm. like that, right?
1: hmm Yes, that's okay. exactly how it was. And it was funny, the environment, the um the, the change that I came from, I tell this story all the time. One of my first fires that I caught at Hickory, um, I came in the fall, so I, I caught one pretty early as as the season started to get cold. You know, and I had come from the beach. Uh, you know, so, sunny beaches, uh, a little windy, you know, it's it's uh, it's you know, we were in swimsuits early, actually on duty because we did a lot of water stuff. From the first fire I called it hickory. It was uh seventeen degrees outside mm. and um pouring snow. Our water supply was frozen. Um I went to walk up the front porch and put my hand on the uh on the handrail, my gloves you froze to it and, and stayed with it. And I remember thinking, man, what if I what have I got myself into? So <laughs> it was a significant change between the two.
0: Okay. All right. Um, no, that's, that's definitely an interesting story. It's I like, I like hearing how people, you know, how they got into it, why they got into it and where they are and where they currently are now and how they got there. So that's, um, Mm -hmm. definitely good. Uh, what would you say the culture is like within your department now regarding pride, training calls and camaraderie?
1: Yeah, sure. So, um, it's it's funny over my time with Hickory, I feel like the culture has, um, has shifted. has changed. Um, probably much like the fire service has, but right now with, uh, with Hickory, we have gone through a transition phase to where we have quickly become very young uh, at our department, <clears throat> whether it was a almost a, a very large generation that, uh, that retired out at uh, at a very similar time frame, or whether the case was here within the last year or two, we've quickly become a very young department. And so, um, that's that is, has changed our culture in the way of a focus, a refocus on training. So, 35 45 percent of our department has been hired in the last year, and that's a and that's a very significant amount. And so, our culture now has been redirected to bringing up the next generation. Um, let's refocus on training. Let's refocus on teaching and learning and recreating. Uh, in our department, redefining what the senior man almost looks like for us, Uh, which which I think is is a fun time to be a part of. Um, You know, when I remember when I got on, I remember being almost the only new guy at the station, you know, and everybody was senior to me and and, uh, and I I followed everybody. And so now it's almost like you walk around and you go to different houses and 50% of the people that are there are brand new, just came on. And so this is a really good time for us to, redefine and 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 almost recreate our culture and our Mm -hmm. identity in the fire department which is really cool i think but that's kind of where we are right now
0: okay um so you did say you are currently seeing a shift in in your culture has changed i mean Mm -hmm. i can attest with us too like the 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 candidates the individuals that we're hiring man are usually like straight out of high school Mm -hmm. maybe have some college or in college Uh, first ever career job and it's it's definitely different than back when I got hired you know you had back when I got hired they wanted people that kind of already were certified um you know you had to have your EMT this that and the other and a lot of guys that came on had a lot of trade type Mm -hmm, skills mm -hmm. now it's completely different and I feel like for me and you it's it's our chance we have to help build this generation up to where we're at even though they might not have the trades or skill sets like some of us do and that's no fault to their own it's just the way this new generation is that's right i i I totally i totally get that with your with your department being a young department because a lot of the senior guys are are retiring
1: that's right
0: so it's time for it's time for them to bow out and for us to Step up, lead, and 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 hold the reins. So I totally get sure. it. Sure
1: that, and, and you hit on something really big with me just then, and it's and it's bringing up a generation. So a lot of what I do, and I've got I've got an added benefit. So um, so I teach and and, and help to coordinate our our fire academy at the county level, and so I get the the luxury of having hands on a lot of these firefighters as they're before they come in the door to the department. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 that kind of helps me on the front end, kind of help them you know, prepare not only for as far as their skills, but also, you know, the mentality and what to expect and et cetera, things like that. But something that is a huge push for me right now and kind of dictates a lot of things that I do is, is exactly what you said. It's bringing up that next generation. So, uh, and, and it, and it may not be like this everywhere, but for us it's been such a generational shift that here within the last couple of years, I've seen this, this huge need of mentorship, uh, with these with these young guys and girls coming in, and especially like you said, the the age has dropped. Um, the backgrounds have changed from when we came in the fire service, and so there's this large amount in the fire service in general. I think right now is for the opportunity for people to mentor and lead uh, this next generation. So, truthful, that's that's dictates a lot of kind of where I'm at and, and what I'm doing right now, and kind of how I approach a lot of my things in the fire service is how how influential is this? How is this going to affect this next generation? And so that was, that was a huge point you brought up for me.
0: Okay. Uh, you mentioned you teach at the, at, at your, at your college. Uh, what topics do you teach?
1: Mm-hmm. So um, I'm spread a, a, a lot through there. So um, <clears throat> when I do the fire academy specifically, I'm, I'm a truck company guy. I gotta be honest with you. I, oh, yeah. I'm, That's yeah, fine I'm, with that. You're good. Yeah. Yeah, I float a lot of lines. I've been on the nozzle plenty, but, uh, but I sure have gravitated towards the truck company stuff. So um, so I like to lead and teach search. I do a lot of ground ladder stuff. Um, that is, and uh, and then I co-teach a lot of ventilation. So that's kind of where my influence actually, as far as instructing in the in the academy goes. Um, but along with that, that's kind of provided me the opportunity to um, teach a lot of training and in-service for our whole fire department. Mm-hmm. Um it kind of led us to bring in as much training as we can at the college level just outside of the the, the academy just in general. So I've gotten the opportunity to um to instruct, you know, um hands on training a lot for anybody who wants to apply and kind of, you know, show up and participate. Um but then also more recently I've gotten into teaching in the online curriculum program. So I actually teach for in our um in our associate degree now. Uh, and that's uh, and that's been quite a quite a change for me there. But uh, but I kind of took to it because it's a it's another way for I hope I hope it's another way for me to kind of influence that uh, that education process, that what kind of material we're learning, um, what kind of material we're teaching. And so um, so I've kind of spread thin through through the college system and and, and I try to have my hands as much as we can, um, you know, on who we touch and, and how we touch them what we teach and, and what we're teaching this new generation is super important for me. So I, I, I try to be as, as a part in as, and as influential in that process as I can.
0: Yeah. And, and you kind of have a, a, a lead on some others because with you teaching these candidates, if you find one that's like, man, you know, this guy would be jam up for Hickory. You can kind of like go, Hey, whenever you get done, we're, we're getting ready to hire, you know, like you can kind of see, I wouldn't want to say like the cream of the crop, but you could see like, mm-hmm. hey, this this individual here would be would be jam up for us. So that and you get to instruct these people and build them up to where, you know, to where you would feel like, hey, this is a person we would definitely want.
1: Sure. That's right. A hundred percent. I've even gone as far to. And of course, we send a lot of candidates to a lot of other departments, too. But I've even gone as far to being able to almost pinpoint, hey, this person would fit in with this crew. Right. You know. Um because you know your crew integrity and who you get placed with in the environment is very very Steve. important for a new person yeah yes. so um i've I've been blessed and lucky enough to kind of have a hand in the development and then the very beginnings of, of, of these people's career so i found a i found a quote and this is something that early on probably um when I decided to get into teaching it's kind of something that i've i've kind of gone off of and 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 led from but it says um Teach what you wish you should have been taught, and so and and so my mindset kind of goes towards exactly what you're saying, you know, um, how can I prepare them? what can I teach them? How much am I getting them ready for the department that I know or the departments around me? you know stuff like that? Can I teach them what I wish I could have been taught or should have been taught mm-hmm. you know fifteen years ago um but but you're right i've i've got a I've got a luxury and a benefit there of being able to catch these guys and girls super early in their career.
0: No, yeah, most definitely. And I and I'm not I don't want to put the blame on on all chief officers because that's that's not how it is. There's some that do this and some that don't. But it, it is something important to make sure that when you have a new candidate come in, you don't want to put them with and every department has them, every station, has, you know, the, the one shift that's kind of laxed, or you know, mm-hmm. the retirement home. You want to put them. Mm-hmm. In an environment that's going to foster their growth, that's going to keep them motivated to go. Because the, the the worst thing you could do is put a highly motivated candidate in with a group of slugs, non-motivators. And man, within a year or two, that individual's drive is gone. Because right. he or she sees like, this is the norm. Oh, I can just do this and, and, and be done with it. And no, we need to strive to keep these people with, with highly motivated crews but we also need to make sure all of our whole department is motivated to go you know you mm-hmm. you don't because unfortunately some organizations aren't able to do that they are not big enough and you might mm-hmm. have to put them with that slow crew but i mean it's just something to think about
1: mm-hmm. sure yeah a hundred percent you catching somebody that's very young 18 19 20 years old they're a sponge what whatever they see is is how they're gonna uh, become that's going to dictate you know the first portion of their career so that environment that there, they're in you and I both know it is is crucial it's very important
0: yes absolutely absolutely um what keeps you personally invested to stay positive and loving this job
1: um well kind of uh, not kind of a lot of what we've been talking about uh, I dictate a lot of what I do and, and how I how I act on a daily basis is in, in the idea of how am I influencing someone else? Um, Very actually very similar to what you just said. And I, and I've said this out loud at my, at my station, my department, many times if I come in and I kick back in the recliner, what's this young guy behind me going to start doing? Uh, So my motivation and, and I, and I use that term loosely. I I like discipline a lot better. My discipline in, in, in the, in the fire service for me is, is, um, is what I'm doing positively influencing or negatively influencing those around me. Uh, and, and right now, um, I'm at i um, I'm not in a ranked officer position, um, but I, I can, I have seen and I felt so much how the positivity or negativity, the vibe that you bring in, the things that you bring into the fire station, how much it in affects mm-hmm. the people around you. Mm-hmm. So um, that is, and I I'll probably think about that daily um if, if if not at least just shiftly um but but my drive and my discipline comes from um how is it translated and how is it representing myself as far as the next guy behind me that might be following me and, and i might not even know um, and that goes into that that translates into my teaching that translates into my fitness um by the way i've seen you doing your fitness thing on instagram Uh, very cool. Congratulations for that. Um, but that translates into my fitness, man, that, that, uh, how I, how I represent myself for those that are watching is, is super important for me. Um, because like we've said that that senior person, they influence whether they know it or not.
0: Right. Right. No, hands down. You're right. I mean, somebody's always watching, you know, you may think like no one's watching you, but somebody is. So I'll take it and I'm not trying to put kudos to myself, but I'll reach out to an individual. They'll read it. They'll send me back a message that says, absolutely, I'd love to do this. And then I get a message behind it. Hey, just letting you know, I see what you're doing. I like what you're doing. And I don't even know this person, you know, but mm-hmm. they're watching me. So that is a key part for other individuals to remember that just because you think nobody's watching, somebody is watching you. You know, mm-hmm. and, and right. what you bring to that table, that pretty much What you do carries with your name. So, like, from your work ethic to how you train to physical fitness. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. There are days where I get up. I'm 38 now. Like, the other day, my back was sore. And I'm like, (laughs) man. But the fire service is a young man, young woman's game. As you get older, it doesn't get any easier. The fires don't care how old you are. Emergencies don't care how old you are you are expected to perform when that call comes out so there are days where i don't want to work out but some mental toughness i do mm-hmm. it and then when i'm done i feel good about it you know i mean mm-hmm. it's not like i wake up every day going yep i want to go do this it's like some days i'm good i'm like yep I'm gonna get up and do it and other days when i get up and something hurts i'm like right and but you know it's it's important. yeah yeah that's right that's right so and I didn't say this
1: in the beginning, so, um, I'm a dad. I've got three little girls, and funny enough, yesterday, my oldest little girl is eight, and I was driving her home from gymnastics yesterday as she's on a competitive team, and I had stayed, and I'd watched her a whole hour of practice and And her and I were just talking about it on the way home and uh, And I was trying to get a message across to her, and my message was that was that every day that you show up to show up to to be great, show up with your best foot forward and and what counts the most is the effort. In, in which you put into something and if you have high goals you know it's going to take um the extra credit it's going to take the work it, you know uh, and and those kind of things it's very similar to what you're talking about and to me after i had this conversation with her that i, I re- immediately reflected on that is the exact same thing that goes the same thing for us you know wh- whether i feel bad that day whether i'm tired or or you know my body's sore or whatever if if i if i have goals of to reach in the fire service or better yet, the fire doesn't care how old I am. You know, I still have to show up with my best foot forward. I still have to be prepared. Right. Uh, And, and so you're right, man, there's a lot of times that, that I walk out into, into the gym or wherever I'm working out for the day. And I'm like, man, I could, I could, you know, I could rest today. It'd be real easy. (laughs) Um, But, uh, but my preparation is, is, is key. Preparation is key. It's super important for me. And then the co along, you know, coincide with that. If I rest, what's that young guy behind me gonna do? You know, so um, but it was funny enough. I had that conversation with my little girl yesterday, and then immediately after I thought, man, that's that's just as true for me as it is for her, you right. know. So right. Yeah.
0: No, uh, kudos to you, man. Three. Uh, we have yeah. one. We have one and, and we're good, one and done. But yeah, three yeah. girls, yeah no that's that's uh yeah my hat's off to you because i feel outnumbered with the two i got here so i can't imagine yeah yeah
1: (laughs) i'll be honest with you my wife will probably listen to this at some point i've got a superwoman of a wife so um i work a lot she does a lot more than i do so i tell her the same thing all the time i don't know how you do it
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah, i mean it but it's amazing watching them grow formulate their own minds uh like yesterday I spoke to mine on FaceTime because I was on shift and she's like, daddy, I know how to count to 10 in Spanish. And she did it. I'm just like, yeah, wow. Like I didn't teach you that. So
1: that's it's, right. It's, it's, it's crazy.
0: That's crazy, it's crazy yeah. man. Oh man. Um, so w- what are your ultimate goals?
1: Um, <clears throat> uh, many, many, to be honest with you, I'm a goal setter. That's uh, I, I think that helps keep me on track. Um, most recently I actually just finished a captain's um, process assessment at my department. So okay. um, more immediately I'm shooting for a, um, an officer position and we'll see how it works out. I actually just took the assessment just a couple of days ago. Um, but probably more importantly than that is, um, it is I, again, and this is, and, and I hate to, to say the same thing over and over, but it's kind of the topic that I've been on is, is um, my goals are oriented around how much, Influence and how far I reach. Actually, um, I'll be honest with you. I took the captain's exam for for one reason, and that reason is is that uh, as a as a company officer in my department, you have a, a farther reach to be able to influence individuals. Um, so that was actually my motivation in in testing for promotion. Was right now I can influence those around me in my station, mm-hmm. um, but what if I can reach more? What if I can reach department wide? Uh, and so my goals are a lot more oriented with uh uh well, back to to my slogan, teach those what you wish you should have what you wish you were taught before so um my my goals are a lot or oriented with when I leave the fire service, how much positive effect did I have right you know, did I show up and did I ride the truck uh you know did i did I take my downtime when there was a downtime was I was I just there in the station or did I leave? with a positive influence um and so, and so that's kind of where i direct the goals that i line up which i which i do set goals and i do um orient myself to work towards those goals but they're always kind of stemmed around that how much of that positive effect am i going to leave when i'm done
0: yeah i mean it's, it's it's a sentiment that definitely goes without saying i mean cuz like we kind of talked before we started look at the effect Firefighter Muller from Irmo has had. I mean, I follow a good number of what I call heavy hitters, positive Mm -hmm. role models in the fire service, and they all have said the same thing, whether they knew him through training that they met or not. This firefighter Muller embodied what all firefighters should be like. I mean, Mm -hmm. he touched so many from his training to how he conducted himself within his department. I did not know him personally. I followed him on Instagram. And mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say, but I, it's it's what I would want if I left this earth. I want people sure. to go, this guy here, he, he cared about the job, he cared about training, he helped others. Like, I don't want to say he left a legacy, but he left a very positive mm-hmm. um, legacy or outcome for his young son. When his son grows up to know – Oh, this is who my dad was. Yeah. Your dad yep. touched a lot of people. So that's right. That's right. I, I totally get, I, I, I get your, your, your um example of wanting to leave from the front now. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's big. That's big. Cause you know, going from that front left seat to that right seat, that right seat, man, you, you have three to four individuals under you. They're going to be looking at you looking for guidance, right. Tactics calls, Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot. It's it's definitely sure. a lot to, to to process. Going, you know, Did it. moving to an officer's position.
1: Yeah, it is. It is, and um, and I and I've ridden up quite a bit, um, for 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 a good number of years. Um, and I and I really debated on it because I've got a unique influence from my driver's seat right now. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of have less of that, um, absolute, and more so the senior man influence right now. Right. Uh but that that biggest decision for me was um w- will i be able will it be a positive effect and and how far i can reach you know um very similar similar to the situation you're talking about with uh with the line of duty with the firefighter horrible situation but what you're seeing blasted all over the internet was everybody from all over talking about his influence yeah and uh and how far he could reach and uh and so that is that's something to strive for. I, I truly believe that's something to strive for to have that positive effect and that positive influence.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, if if you were to, you know, happen to get a position and they they know, uh, you know, they're, they're like uh, five uh, that's now. Excuse me. Captain Lale, you've now been promoted. We're putting you back on the engine. Are you OK with that or? Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll probably still teach a lot in the truck company ops arena, but okay. um, but for sure, listen. There's not a whole lot of us that would just flat down turn down the nozzle when it's handed to you, you right? Know?
0: Right? <laughs> right? Right? No.
1: Um, and, and 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 we're firefighters. We like the fireground. So mm-hmm. you give us a job on the fireground, and, and we're going to do it the best that we can. So no, I am I'm I'm totally fine with an engine. Um, I will shoot for a ladder if there's the opportunity. Uh huh. But uh, but I am I am totally fine with uh with with the engine company for sure.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, here, here's to uh. What, when do you guys find out?
1: Well, so we have openings now, um, and and what they'll do is there's several of us, of course that uh that tested, and, and how my department does it is they do a, a list, a not numbered list. You don't know where you sit on the list.
0: Oh yeah, that's interesting. And
1: so, yeah. And so that list is good for two years. And so, as positions come available, Uh um, administration makes a decision, and that that they probably already know ahead of time. And then and then they approach you. So it's a waiting game from here.
0: Oh, that's. I mean, that's definitely so. It's a list, but it's not like list in order of scores. It's just a bunch Mm -hmm. of names. And I guess the Mm -hmm. fire chief has the decision. He can go this guy, this guy, this girl. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah.
1: So. Years past, we have done a scored or a numbered list, mm-hmm. and uh, and whether and whether right or wrong, whether agree or disagree, an advantage that this gives them is the ability to promote who they feel is the right person.
0: I like, um, okay, I didn't look yeah, at it that. So way. Okay,
1: let's let's use me as an example. Maybe I am, maybe I would be a good company officer, but I had a really bad test day. Um, You know, maybe I had really bad test anxiety or or whatever, you know, I could throw out there. Uh, But they've watched me for the last five years and have, you know, and they've um, uh, they've they've determined in that time frame of what kind of company officer I'll be. So that's an advantage that that it allows them to have is if somebody has a bad test or maybe the wrong company officer is an excellent test taker. Right. You know, so uh, and I've heard some people who, who completely disagree with this method, but it gives them a, an advantage of, of promoting who they feel like fits that seat the best.
0: No, you're right. I mean, now that I think about it, because I was like, wow, they don't do numbers. How do you pick? But I like the mm-hmm. fact that they that they look at all that because, yes, you have those who. You know, a couple of years go by, they don't really do anything. Oh, promotions come up, and then all of a sudden, it's like a flip of the switch. They're into this, they're teaching that. You know, there mm-hmm. are good test takers and bad test takers, but just because you could pass a test doesn't mean you could be a great company officer. So, actually, right. hindsight 2020, looking at it, I actually do like that approach.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's their stance on it. Uh, and and I've seen that happen. I've, we, we both oh, have, oh, yeah. I've guys, oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. You're good. like, what are you doing? I'm reading a book. You never read a book. What do you read? Uh-huh. Or well, we got promotions coming up. And I was like, oh, okay. That's right. That's okay, right. That's
1: right. So you may, maybe a little bit unique, but I've seen it be successful for them here uh, the last couple of years that they've tried it.
0: Yeah. No, I, I like it. Yeah. I really do. That's, that's, um, you know, you hear a lot of different ways. And most of the time it's, it's a scoring list. Like, all right. You, know, you scored really high on this. And then, you know, there's always that debate. I mean, I'm not a good <laughs> test taker. I have to, Ram the books in order to to score high while others could barely crack it open, take right. it, and they're up in the 90th percentile. It's like
1: mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. like, I wish I had
0: that ability. So
1: that's so right. I get it.
0: I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in your opinion, what key elements or factors are needed to make a good firefighter, regardless of rank?
1: Um, so I think about this a lot. And uh because I'm, I'm catching people as they come in the fire service. So p- a part of my job is to create a, a firefighter. You know, prior to them putting in applications and 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 carrying on somewhere. So this can be tricky, and this might even be person dependent. But uh, but there's two things that I focus on very heavily. One is um, resiliency. So I, took a, I went to FDIC this past this past conference. Phenomenal. Um, in, instructor conference. By the way, I, I I took more away from that probably I have than in my, in my whole career. But um, I took a class by Rick George.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, I know. Yeah, he I yep. he's
1: retired out of Palm Beach, Florida, and uh, man, such a hard nosed firefighter. So he teaches firefighter resiliency, and uh, and he teaches it in and. In, uh, Um, of portions and and I've kind of tried to uh, tag onto this idea and and reproduce as much as I can but resiliency and of course your mental and physical toughness um, how much can you allow yourself to push and and handle and and, uh, face adversity Um, but also you know as well as I do that there's plenty of negativity in the in the fire service and the Mm -hmm. fire station Mm -hmm. and so resiliency in in the sense of maybe i'm really passionate about the job and i'm really excited to be here but now there's this senior guy next to me who's the complete opposite um, and then he does a very large portion and I, and i've tried to replicate this too there's of course the resiliency of your mental state as far as what you're going to be faced with what you're going to see how you're going to cope um, so so in uh, overall resiliency developing resiliency in that firefighters has been um has been very important for me, something that I've really tried to put on the forefront and, and try to uh, pursue with these newer people as they're coming in the door. Uh, and, and, and something else that I have a second thing for this. And, and I push this no matter the the person's um, tenure in the fire service. Uh, actually, I'm going to steal this from the name of your podcast, student of the game. So oh, I, right. I, man, I love that. And I, and I push that so much. No matter how long you're in, someone else knows something that you don't.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So I, I, I push the idea of being a constant student of the game so that you're constantly not only improving and learning yourself, but constantly being able to reflect and share that information with somebody else. Um, and those, to me, are are the two of the highest priorities of of being that firefighter or or building that firefighter um, learning resilience in, in in all aspects of what you're gonna face in the fire service but then at the same time constantly understanding that I'm not the best I can improve
0: somewhere Absolutely. yes yeah definitely hands I mean nobody can be good at everything in this job. I mean I'm mm-hmm. I'm I, every day I'm learning I'm learning to sharpen my skills make it better but I'm gonna make mistakes we all make mistakes and the best time to do these mistakes is the training. You want Mm -hmm. to do it on the training ground. You don't ever want to do it on the fire ground, but yes, you got to have a little bit of humility, humble, Mm -hmm. willingness to learn. I mean, yeah, that's all things I had to accept because firemen don't want to look bad or weak in front of fire, you know, in front of other firemen. You you, you ever notice like when you're at the training grounds and it's like, all right, who wants to be the first to do this, this skill. And like everybody's just standing around looking at each other and stuff, you know, it's, we don't yeah. like to, to look bad, but if you practice this at your station, you know, I would say nine times out of ten, you're you're probably gonna do it well. I mean, you mm-hmm, know, you mm-hmm. might have something that the instructor might be like, if you just do this a little bit and that and change, you're good to go. But no, you're hundred percent right. correct on that.
1: Well, and we're notorious in, in the fire service, and, and probably everybody that listens to this knows that if someone does make a mistake on the training grounds or in front of the other guys. Nobody lets it slide, you know, right. we, we are notorious to be very blunt and open with our criticism. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're right. You we, you, it's, you find times in people that hide their weakness as well because they don't want to um, embarrass themselves in front of the guys. They don't want to put it out there and then, you know, let those guys bash on them and rag on them for a little bit because you know they will. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so in turn, that creates us... Um, Hiding where we we don't think we can shine at, uh, as opposed if we turn and we change that mentality to let's put myself forth, let's make a mistake right so that I can learn from that mistake. Um, I think that it's totally okay to fail in the training scenario
0: mm-hmm.
1: if we can turn around and and rebuild where that failure came from.
0: Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. As long as you are a hundred percent with yourself. Know that you have a weakness and you need to work on it and apply those skills to to get better. I mean, that's that's what this that's what it's all about. So right, right. I, told, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, what would you say to a hungry, eager, motivated firefighter who's surrounded or being held back by a non-motivated or complacent culture?
1: Um, there's many like you. Is is what I would, yeah, is yeah. what I would tell them. So and uh this wasn't such a topic in the fire service, but it is. It's something that your 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 guys and girls into the job con- kind of constantly face. But um but seek out those like minded people is, is kind of what I would tell them, you know. Um and once you seek those out and you find people like you and you find um information that that you're seeking whether it be through podcasts through micro conferences through through instructors you know once you find that that um that passion that you're looking for then that's your time to kind of come back and share that and try to positively influence those people who were negative in the beginning Mm -hmm. um but one of the one of the biggest things is that and, and i say this a lot is that. There is many like you, uh, that, that are passionate and that are hungry, but then are surrounded by those who are not.
0: Right. Um,
1: and then, um, you know, you don't have to mimic the negativity that's around you. Again, we're so influential and, and new people in the fire service are so influenced. Um, you don't have to be like that senior guy who, um, is very complacent. That's, that's not what the fire service looks like. So, uh, seek out those like-minded and and seek out that that education and that material and and uh, and find it because it's it's out there for sure and it's only going to feed that that hunger. It's only going to feed that passion. Yeah, that's what yeah. I did.
0: Yeah, I mean that's pretty much what I did. This is this is how mm-hmm. this got this whole thing got started. I was mm-hmm. just I felt like I was in a place where you know you would just hear nothing but griping. I, and, and granted, I still do hear griping, but back then. It was all I heard. I was I was at a station with an unmotivated officer. And I was I hated. I hated going to work. I had dreaded going mm-hmm. to work. And finally I, I don't even remember who put me on. Somebody was like, hey man, you need to listen to this podcast. And then I started listening to it. And then I was like, oh, I'm not the only one that's dealing with this. And right. they're like, this is what you can do. And so after that, man, it just transcended. I got out of that negative mindset, I started applying myself, shunning out the, the the negative people. Like, if they didn't want to come out in the bay and train, then whatever. I would do it myself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just found solace in that, and then yeah, it, it's taken off. Um, That's right. I will also say with question six, I recently had an experience where I uh I uh Trying to figure out how I can word this. I, I wanted to serve my community that I live in. So I kind of went back into the part-time field. And um, after getting on there, I uh, I noticed a couple things that just didn't suit my mentality. It wasn't the correct fit for me. So I then removed myself from this organization. And I'm sure with me removing from my removing myself from that organization with the current things that I saw that I stated to a chief officer, I'm sure instantly a target was put on my back for sure. Mm -hmm, Because mm -hmm. anytime you do anything right, you're going against the grain, the norm, a target's going to be, it's just going to happen. But what I'm trying to tell other listeners out there is if you feel like you are a part of an organization that just doesn't meet your code it is okay to leave mm-hmm, and that's, that's what right. i did i let i mm-hmm. put in my resignation i was gone they may they may never understand it some of them might you know whenever they hear the reason but i'm just letting people know it is okay if it's not a fit for you it's not a fit and leave and and be done right, with.
1: right. i heard somebody say recently if you can't change your department change departments right yeah and uh and and that in a lot of cases then there's a lot of places that that's very applicable, you know mm-hmm. uh if if you're in that environment that's not doing what they're what they can be doing to to serve a community and and to serve those in the fire station in the firehouse and um there's at some point in time at some point in time there's a line yeah uh it's yeah, you got to determine yeah yeah but you got to you got
0: to t- tell yourself hey like are you okay with With this going on, if you're not just remove, it it doesn't hurt anybody. You, you haven't really wasted anybody's time. I mean, they're still going to have to pay you for whatever compensation that you're there, but it's okay to go, Hey, I'm just, I'm not a perfect fit. I appreciate the chance. And that's it. Right. That's right.
1: You know, and, uh, you worded something perfectly, and this is all over the fire service, um, doing things that paint a target on your back. It is. Uh, it is so. It, it blows my mind sometimes how, when people are, they they're pushing to do the right things and to take the right steps. How much of a target that creates on that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how or where that generated in the fire service, but you know we talked about mentorship earlier. Um, I call, I call my my dad's a, a chief officer. Now um, he's worked for the state fire monster's office. He he's, he's been, he's been a lot and done a lot in the fire service, at least especially North Carolina. So there's a lot of times that I'll call him uh, because growing up, I saw him have new and innovative ideas. I saw him push for change in places that not everybody had buy-in on. Right. And, uh, and then so many times it turned out that, he would be successful, and once everybody understood, they w- they would turn and follow. So, there's so many times that I'll call him and be like, "Hey, I've got this idea. I'm trying to push this. Um, I think this is the right thing." But man, is everybody turning around? Is it painting the target on my back? So, um, for for those also that are that kind of find themselves in that same similar situation, um, seek out mentorship. Somebody else has been there too. So, mentorship is, is huge. I feel like.
0: No, yes, definitely. Definitely it is because mm-hmm. when I was faced with the situation that was presented, I said, "Okay, I can either do something right now or what I did, I called several, what I call mentors, good mm-hmm. friends of mine, explain the situation and I was told A, B, C. Pick one of those and go with it." So it is important to have somebody you could call, somebody you could talk to that It's in the same mindset as you and that they can give you sound advice of this is what I think you should do, but it's ultimately up to you. But they're at least giving you options. You have somebody you can talk to instead of just either trying to figure it out on your own or making the wrong decision. So, yes, it is important Mm -hmm. to have some sort of mentor like figure or figures in your life. So absolutely.
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah, 100 percent.
0: Uh, last question for you. In your opinion, what do you think the American Fire Service can improve
1: on? Um, I, I think I think what it can improve on it's doing right now. And uh, and here's what I mean by that. This is the first time in, and I was probably late to the game, but this is the, the largest amount of sharing and information time frame that I have ever seen in the fire service. Um, I couldn't tell you the amount of motivation, inspiration, material that I've learned from podcasts, um, that I have learned from these micro conferences that pop up um, in a lot of places. I'm, I'm, You probably are too, but I'm headed to um, Carolina Fire Days this fall.
0: I'll see um, you there. I'll see yeah, you there. Yeah, there
1: we go. And it's just right down the road for me. So right. um, when, you know, 15 years ago for me, I couldn't do that. That wasn't there. Exactly. Um, I feel like that is a huge step of something that the fire service has improved on and has gotten right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, firefighter rescue survey. We're, we're getting data. We're getting statistics. we you know, we're getting reports back on, Hey, this is proven to, to work or to not to work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that statistics and data is coming back at a much faster rate now. I feel like that's a, that's a huge improvement for the fire service. Um, but to, to me, I don't know if I can pinpoint. Oh, in, instructors! I'm gonna tell you what. Um, with uh, with my experience at FDIC, I, I, I took a class with uh, with some big guys, big name guys that you know I thought were just you know were were larger than life. Um, and the and the material and the and their and the presence and their instruction was incredible. And then I sat down and had a conversation with them, and they're regular dudes, and they're like, "Hey, regular, shoot yep. me shoot me an email if you got a question about this." Hey several of them are like, Hey, I'm just going to send you over my bullet points to my PowerPoint and, and you know, mm-hmm. take this back. I feel like there is a, a nationwide instructor cadre that is just willing to mentor and share. Like, like that has not been done previous to now. If, if uh, or maybe not as in, in, as in as large amount of impact as it is now. Yeah. No,
0: hundred um, percent agree with you.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, I no. feel like that is, that is where we're, I feel like that's where we're going, right? And I feel like that has been the major change. So I don't know if I can answer what should be, what should be fixed, what should be done, because I think what should be is happening right now. If that makes
0: sense? No, it definitely does. Because I mean, you got to think back then. Just think back in the day. Like you just stated, that instructor emailed you his PowerPoint. I'm telling you, back then, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to say this is how it was everywhere, but at least from where, from my experience the individual kind of held that information to himself. It was kind of mm-hmm. like proprietary, like, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll give you a little peek of it, but this is mine. Now, yeah. like you said, we're, they're sharing their stuff so others can learn from it, see it, adapt it. I mean, all, all these, all these other, heavy, like, I, like I call heavy hitters, I listen to, mm-hmm. they tell you, this isn't my stuff. It's just stuff that they took, put it together and then they send it out. And so right. yeah, like they'll 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 just send it out there to you. Uh, I was mm-hmm. able to meet Sean Duffy or Sean Duffy and Grant Schwabe, Chief Grant Schwabe. Last yeah, year. yeah. And Grant was like, "Oh, you need this? Boom!" He sent it to me through my phone. He was like, "You got yeah. it. No questions yeah. asked, man." I mean, it's yeah, the information out there. You got you got to vet the information because that's the thing. There's too much information out there, but mm-hmm. firemen do a really good job at calling out a BS person like. Where'd you get your facts from? Like, I mean, so right. that that part, you know, they're 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 quick to know if somebody's fooling them or not. But you got to mm. vet your information for sure.
1: That's right. That's right. And and Grant was actually one of the, one of the ones from FDIC that sent me his a uh, okay his, his information. Yeah, okay. I had uh man. I'm I'm gonna tell you, I took a class with him, and he had um, Eric Wheaton there, uh-huh. Mr. VES, yeah, and, uh, yeah, and and uh, Basil Abraham was. I never got to meet Basil. Oh, he he is. Um, he is. Uh, how do I say this? He is very passionate. He uh, he means to teach you something, and he does it well. Gotcha. Uh, he, yeah, very influential. But all those guys were like, "Hey, you know, shoot an email if you have a question. Here's our material. Here's what we did in our department." Uh, and and that blew my mind because you know I was a little fanboy coming up and meeting them. You know, and
0: I was, it was like, Hey,
1: just you know, we'll share what we got. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, right. Share what we got with you.
0: But you you, you know you, you think at you think about it all those guys Chief Schwaby Sean Duffy Basil I guarantee you when they when they decided to take this new path this new direction others within because most of them are on pretty large municipalities you know mm-hmm. the the naysayers the uh, the ones that are. Um, Timid or feel like their integrity is kind of being questioned or whatnot. You know, they all just kind of looked at them with that target, and unfortunately, are like, "Oh, we'll see where this goes," or you know, "He's probably right. going to fail" or whatnot. Right. So, don't be afraid to go against the grain. If it's, but it's got to be something you, you're passionate and that you believe in. You can't go against the grain on everything because there are rules and policies. Certain ones that I'm not a fan of at work, but I still follow it. But if it's mm-hmm. something that goes against your moral compass, that's when you need to decide. Okay, is this the right fit, or what different avenue can I can I take? Maybe do some sort of research and then approach your training chief or your captain or your battalion chief. And go, hey, I have an idea. Can we look at this? Remember, don't bark, don't bark right. at them because right. if you bark at them, <clears throat> they're just gonna look at you and be like, okay, this is this person is useless, and they're not mm-hmm. gonna really. Re- listen to what you have to say you have to you have to be an adult and walk in there with a willingness to learn so i totally mm-hmm. i totally get your sentiments and i'm jealous because you met some good guys that hopefully i get yeah. to meet. basil's one of them because i listen to his i've listened to several interviews with him and just yeah. the way he talks and yeah basil is definitely hands down um w- one of the guys uh i'd i'd love to kind of aspire to be like
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I I would love to find and seek out his 24-hour ret.
0: Woo, yeah. He
1: runs. Yeah. Now, I'm sure it's tough. I'm going to have to prepare yeah. for it. but Well,
0: I'm pretty sure Eric Wheaton just recently did Bezos' class because I saw pictures he mm-hmm. put on his social media. And it I think they were talking about, like, they make you do all kinds of stuff. You get a little break, but, like, there's a, a 2 a.m. PT, and then right after mm-hmm. that they make you go right into a scenario. So – yeah, that's right, definitely that's right. not for the weak, you know, w- yeah. weak at heart, man. So
1: That's right. That's, that's where crazy. that resiliency comes in. You better bring your bring your resiliency with you. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, yeah. What other uh, classes did you take at FDSU this year, this past year?
1: So I had a – I was extremely lucky. And, and I say that as in I got invited to be on a volunteer group. Ah, to work at the IC. So what I did was I showed up um, very early every morning and, uh, and I would do registration I would check, mm-hmm. um, participants in and I would check with instructors to, to see what they needed. But once I got people into their class and, and checked in on a roster, I was pretty much free to jump in on whatever class or lecture that I wanted. right Um, so I took a lot. Um, I took that, uh, Um, that, that same class I'm talking about was a, uh, a primary search and making the grab class. Um, I went and took a, oh, you talk about so many people there. I went and took an, an operating the flow path class, which was fire ground tactics with, with live fire, but it was ran by a group of, um, guys from LA County fire department.
0: Okay.
1: And then, uh, the other half of the group was from Cobb County fire department in South Carolina. And, uh, and you talk about some guys that just knew, the material they were teaching it was mm-hmm. it was incredible i probably stood and talked to a he um, was a newly promoted, uh, promoted battalion chief at la uh, LA county and he stood and talked to us for maybe 15 minutes on nozzles and i think that i learned more about water application and nozzles in that 15 minutes than i have in 16 years in the fire service mm-hmm. um it was it was unbelievable but i'll uh, the one that resonated with me the most actually is is you know him his very big name right now, Chief Corley Moore. oh yeah, uh, yeah, I went and took his lecture, and um i ha I don't know that I've ever been involved with a lecture driven class that received a standing ovation at the end. He left that room full of two hundred firefighters. He left everybody with cold chills. The passion that that man brings is unreal. Um, if, if you, or if anybody hadn't ever sat through one of his, his lectures, he's, he's got a couple of different ones. He does. Uh, he is well worth seeking out and traveling to, um, because the, the feeling, the, the, the re, um, the, the reinvented, uh, motivation and passion that you leave his class with is, is unbelievable. I'm telling you, he was, he was incredible.
0: Awesome. Now, um, yeah. I think he's coming down. Yeah. he He'll be down this year. <laughs> So I'm yep. definitely looking forward to that. Um, what yep. class? What hot class did you did you sign up for?
1: So I did the two. Uh, oh, for uh, for killer uh, fire Yeah, I have not registered yet, but okay. I know that I want to take. Um, oh no, you, um, you can't ask me. I I remember his name's Mayday Mindset. Uh, oh, Robert uh, Ramirez. Robert
0: Ramirez. Yeah.
1: And so I've listened to a lot of his stuff in a lot of different places, and he was FDIC, and I missed him. Okay. Um, and so. Um, that he That is one for sure that I'm looking forward to jumping in on. It's a Mayday Mindset class.
0: Okay. Okay. Yep. Now, well, this is probably going to blow some people's mind. I am on a uh, – it's a ladder truck, but it's really a Quint. We do have a first-do. We do have water and cross-lays. So I am taking Aaron Fields' nozzle forward.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, like I
0: said, mind blown. I know. Wait, he's on yeah. a truck company. Yeah. But, hey, <laughs> we still have hose. We have nozzles on our truck. And right. I've always wanted to take Aaron Fields' class, so that's what I signed up for. I did a two-day lecture and a two-day hot class with Aaron Fields.
1: I have I have not taken it, but I have heard from many other people that I respect as instructors say that his method of instruction and how he breaks down his uh, his material is is hard to match. They say that he is one of the best instructors. That's, that's I've actually heard that from many guys that I would have called the best instructors. Okay. Um, so. Uh, I don't, no, I don't I don't blame you at all. Truthfully, my truck is a Quinn also. We've got, uh, we've got we got 2 freaking eggs. we got three hundred gallons of water. Right. We can right. stretch lines if we want to. Now I drive it uh with, with the mindset of we don't have water, unless we need it, you know.
0: Uh-huh. uh-huh. But,
1: uh, no, I don't I don't blame you. Um I haven't taken it, but I've heard his class phenomenal.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's pretty much why why I mean, Grant, I was on an engine for 15 years and then I, I was like, you know what, I want to do something different, and I, I, I love it. I do. I like the, the different change, the, the the whole trucky aspect, even though we're not true truck, but we still can do truck company functions. So mm-hmm. when I, because last year, the year before I took a, the can man class, that yes. class opened up my eyes a lot because it it showed me, you know, you, you always take your water can off fire alarms and stuff. And mm-hmm. you don't really know how much work a can can do until you've been put in that environment. And I was put in that environment, and I'm like, okay. Like, you got to be smart about it. But mm-hmm. the can can really keep a decently sized room and contents fire in check if you know how to do it right.
1: That's right. Yep, for sure.
0: So, no, I'm, it'd be good, man. Um, I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to see whoever, who, you know, everyone else that comes down there, the networking that's involved with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, Just it'll be a good four days of – positivity everybody there like-minded wanting to do the same thing learn get better at this job so i can't wait um and those that are listening um you go google carolina fire days uh sponsored by the twisted fire industries heather and joe (laughs) yowler um giving them a shout out like it's legit and it's it's a good time so definitely Mm -hmm. um look into that and it's always good to go train outside of your department Learn something new. Not saying your department is is bad at their tactics or whatnot, but it's always good to see what else is out there. Different tools for the toolbox is what I call it. Mm-hmm. So, that's um, right. That's right. It's been a good conversation, man. I'm glad glad I I could we could do this. I told you we would. So, yeah. it's uh, yeah. I appreciate. Um, oh man, I have, I was drawing the thanks on my names, but uh, I'm trying to find them real quick. Uh, Travis Huffman, he, uh, Travis. he put me on. Yeah, he put me on to you. Gilbert Gilbert put me on to Travis. Travis then put me on to you. So the yeah. networking, man, that's just, that's what I like about it. You, you 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 talk to one who's like, hey, I got another, I got another, I got another. So I definitely appreciate mm-hmm. having you on and this was good conversations.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I appreciate you having me on. Um, And, and listen, I got to say too, you kind of backtracking on the influence of the fire service. I appreciate you and your podcast, man. I'm going to tell you that I have listened to interviews that you've done um i couldn't even count how many times that i've taken stuff away from so listen i appreciate you having me on but i appreciate the podcast in general you are you are influencing the fire service so um yeah big ups to you man i appreciate that
0: huge yeah no thank you thank you um yeah i got a text last night from a, a former captain of mine who i respect and he was like hey i didn't get to tell you when i saw you but keep doing what you're doing and the whole point is just is, is this, you know, because and I go back to it, I put myself in uh firefighter Muller's shoes like I, I have a wife, I have a daughter and I love this job and I pray every day and I'm sure you do like you hope mm-hmm. when you leave your house that you're able to come back the next day intact, you know, so I mean, yeah, it just goes to show you could do everything right. And when it's your time, it's your time. And you you may not like it, but it's reality. It's what we face every day. And it's not just the fire department. You could go to work at a warehouse and something Mm -hmm. happened and you don't come home. So just be thankful for what you got. And other individuals that are in this job, take this job seriously. I mean, it's a prime example of why we need to take this seriously. So um, I don't want to keep preaching, but... It's just something I'm trying to get people to understand, like, this job can kill you, mm-hmm. as it's stated, you know, on different memes and stickers that I've seen, you know, it, it mm-hmm. it's serious, you got to take this job seriously. So uh, thank you for the words, man. I'm just trying to do my part. I'm trying to give back to the fire service because it's given me so much. So I appreciate it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And I appreciate you 100%. All
0: right, pal. Thanks.
1: All right. See you. Thanks.
0: See you. If any of the listeners out there are or know of a great firefighter who embodies the principles of being a great communicator, goal-oriented, hardworking, humble, passionate, and professional, regardless of rank, career, or volunteer, contact me at studentofthegamefirepodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Until next time, stay focused, stay committed, and stay safe.